All right, so we're welcoming you into Humbabe Podcast, a new podcast that we're going to start up. Um, we're going to try to go once every week, maybe uh, twice every two weeks. So, or once every two weeks, depending on how we feel, how much we can get done. And uh, I think we're going to, it's going to be basically, mainly a baseball podcast. Uh, right, Alex? Is that, is that right? Yep, mainly a baseball with a little um, insight from other sports as well. Whenever we feel like we want to talk about it. College basketball, football, maybe some regular basketball. Yep. NASCAR even, right? NASCAR. Gotta have NASCAR. Um, so yeah, that's about right. That's about what the podcast is gonna be. Um, and can't wait for baseball season to start. So we'll do some try to get some stuff done before the season starts. Today's gonna be just kind sure. of We'll um, go over some free agency, our favorite prospects and breakout players, and then what other stuff are we going to get done before the season starts? Uh, we got to go over our predictions, award predictions, our record predictions, and off-season grades once uh, spring training starts. Yeah, so... And, our, and power rankings, I guess, to our top 30 teams. Can't, can't forget about power rankings. Power rankings are crucial so that idiot... Twitter people can debate them and make mistakes. And some futures. Some futures. Yeah. You know, there's um, some... So let's get started. So um, you want to start up? Should we go over uh, free agency first? Okay. What's your favorite? You can go first. Yeah, so my, my, I think my favorite move of the... I mean, obviously there's some big moves over the offseason, like Judge getting signed. But that's not... I mean... He was either going to go Yankees or Giants. He went Yankees. Doesn't really surprise me so much. Of course, DeGrom going to the Rangers is a big move. But I think my favorite move is um, the Cubs getting their guy, getting Dansby Swanson. The Cubs, I think, had a really underrated offseason, really one of the better offseasons. I think Swanson is really an elite shortstop. I think he's going to help the Cubs maybe not make, maybe compete for the postseason this year, come up close, and I think he'll be big in their future. So that's my favorite move of the deadline. I got some other ones that I'd like to. What's your favorite move? Uh, well, first off, before I talk about my favorite move, I disagree with your take. Um, I do not believe Dancy Swanson it can be counted as a mark, marquee um, free agent signing. He's just, I was honestly, I'll go say he's an average player. He's an average player. He had a, he had a good, great year last year, coming at four and B war. Um, over six war in both both um, sites, but man, I just don't know if he's gonna be able to repeat it. I mean, in his in his um last season was the only was the second time he's only had an OPS plus over one hundred, and even though he was technically the best defensive shortstop in baseball, I mean those things vary year to year. I mean Carlos Correa in twenty twenty one. He won a platinum glove um, with a 20-something OAA. And this year, he regressed. His OAA was terrible this year. Not terrible, but it definitely wasn't 20-plus. So, I mean, I don't know. I think in Swanson, you're getting maybe a perennial 2-3 or war player. Not someone I would give over $150 million to. Got to disagree. 21 outs above average. Elite power. Well, I mean, obviously, he's not going to lead the league in home runs, but... Great power. He's going to hit for a decent average. Going to play an elite defensive shortstop. Um, I mean, what, what else are you going to ask for? Obviously, I mean, you're going to have other guys better than him at the shortstop position. I think yeah. he. I think his floor is limited in terms of his his offensive ceiling because he just doesn't walk enough and he strikes out. I would say a decent amount for a shortstop. I think he's a barely he's a barely league average bat. I don't. I just. I don't think he's a league average bat. I think he's definitely an above average to elite bat, and I think that he can only improve from here. I think that was a. We're going to see the turn of Dansby Swanson, an elite shortstop. Um, I think the Cubs got their guy. I think he was really underrated on the Braves. Had some really quality years on the Braves. And actually, I was going to guess this earlier, but I just want to say it now: do you, Can you name the only player to have more outs above average of any position than Dansby Swanson? Easy, Jonathan Scope, Detroit Tigers, second base. Former Oriole, you got to mention it. It actually surprised me. Best defensive season by far, by far, his best defensive season. 
I didn't remember him being good defensively at all before. I mean, I know he had a strong arm. I didn't remember him at all being very good. He's not gonna have. He's not gonna have a twenty. How many outs above average does he have? Seven outs above average. Twenty-seven. He's not. Oh my god. He's not even gonna top. He's not even top ten this year. That's my prediction. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't shock me if he doesn't. I. I'm disappointed in his offense. I know he can be a really good offensive player. Or he used to be. Recently, he hits. He can't hit at all. He strikes out a ton. Not even getting the same amount of home runs, but whatever. No. All right, well, my, uh, my all favorite off-season signing wasn't a guy that got hundred plus million, but he got a decent amount of money. I thought he got more. To be honest, I think Danzy Swanson should have gotten. I think Danzy Swanson better than Bogarts. I think Danzy Swanson should have gotten over two. Oh my god! No way, bro! No he's way! Better. He's better than Bogarts. I can't Bogarts. believe you just said that. Bogarts is not. If anything, I mean, Bogarts is, a, I'm not going to say Bogarts is league average. He's above league average, but Swanson's even better. So, no, not even close. Not even close. Not even close. I can't believe those words just came out of your mouth. Okay, well, uh, my favorite offseason signing wasn't a guy that got $100 million. I thought he'd get more. My five to predict at the beginning of the offseason what he would have gotten, I would say six years, $120 million. Only got five years, eighty-seven million. It's Wilson Contreras on the Cardinals. Um, he fills the void of Yadier Molina, and the backups uh, for St. Louis: Andrew Kisner and top catching prospects Ivan Herrera. You just cannot enter the season with a catching tandem that bad and unproven as well. Like Andrew Kisner, oh my God, he's look at his numbers. He's got to be one of the worst backups in the league. And plus, Yadier Molina in his feral season. Wasn't even that good at all. He can barely swing the bat. Um, he was average offensively, which I don't blame. He's 39 years old. He's a catcher. He has no knees left. So I know there's some questions about Wilson Contreras' defense. Um, I think that's overrated. I mean, he, he has a monster arm. I mean, game calling. Like, it, you can use pitch calm. It's not as important as it used to be. And in terms of his defense, I believe RoboOmps are going to be coming soon, so it won't be it won't be that big of a factor. But you're getting a top three, you're getting a top three offensive bat uh, cat, at the catcher position in Wilson Contreras. It's so that's point. my favorite. Can we just talk about for a second? Because you are right, they are coming, and the RoboOmps just disappoint me. That's it's such a big part of the game: the framing, defensive, being at the skill of the defensive catcher. Changing the position, it's such a skill to be a good defensive catcher. It's just part of the game. Umpires are going to miss calls. It's part of the game. People saying, oh, that's, we don't want to see missed calls from umpires. just pissing me off. No, it's part of the game. It's part of baseball. It's part of sports. Like, to see an umpire, it's not even a real umpire. To see a machine rack up strikes, it's just stupid. It, it doesn't make, it's not good for baseball. It's not good for the game. You want to see the framing. You want to see them. That's how you steal strikes. That's how you become a good team. Working with the umpire, adjusting to their zone, offensively and defensively. And as a pitcher, you see what the umpire's doing. If he's calling outside corner, you're going to throw outside corner. It's, it's pissing me off that they're going to go robo-up. And I know they will. It's only a couple of seasons probably before they do it. They have it in AAA next season. It's, just, it's a bad look for baseball. Um, well, as a Yankees fan, I can say over the past what, six years that Aaron Judge has been in the league, I see him get screwed over on so many low strike calls. So honestly, I disagree. I'm a fan of robo-ups. Unless... Unless... You keep the good umpires and you get and you fire the trash umpires. And trash umpires, I'm talking about Angel Hernandez, CB Buckner, they gotta go. If you don't want Rebel Arms, you gotta make sure Pat Hoberg calls every single game, like when every single big game, whenever he can. He needs a bump. Or Foster. Yeah. He, they, no, they all need it, a pay raise. But if those guys are, those guys Buckner are still employed, bro, you gotta go Rebel Arms. I cannot stand these trash arms. With no eyes. To watch? Is it not entertaining to watch? A trash. A, a no. You know, Angel Hernandez is going to watch the. Is calling the game. Are you not going to watch the game? No, I will. I love baseball that much, but it just ruins. It's just so annoying. It ruins the product. To be honest, it's, there's so it's many judge, big. No, I mean, judges getting no matter who's on par. Judges getting calls below his knees all the time, every game. It's and look what he still did. He still was maybe he was pretty, he was the MVP. The one of the best. Imagine what he would. Imagine what he would. Imagine what he would produce if some of those balls turns into strikes. Or no, some of those strikes are turned to balls and he gets more walks. Or he can see an extra pitch and you, you can sock one. You never know.
Yeah, I, I it's going to be a bad day for baseball when they go robots. But can I, I got to go to another move that I really like in the offseason. And it was Kodai Senga going to the Mets. I think this is a really underrated move. Um, I don't, I don't really know a ton about Senga, honestly, but I saw, I saw some video of him pitching, uh, in Japan, right? Japan. Yeah, Japan. Yeah, yeah. Bro, so, last name is Senga, of course, Japan. Kodai Senga, yeah, Japan. Yeah, yeah, Senga. <laughs> yeah. My, my bad. My pronouncing wrong. No, I, no, no. No, you like, is he from Japan? I was like, yeah, obviously. Oh, my, my bad, my bad. Nah, you chill, you but, chill. But um, but no, nah, he's. I, I saw a video. I, is it right? He was throwing up to a hundred with the fastball. Yeah. He, the mechanics looked smooth. He was absolutely firing, just hum babing it in there. Oh my! Okay. And um, and I love. I think he, he was throwing a splitter. It was reminding me of Kevin Gosman splitter, and it was really disgusting. I love that splitter combination from a righty. Um, change up. He, he just looked filthy. He looked like just a stud, absolute stud. Adding him to rotation with um. Verlander and Scherzer, it's it'll be filthy. I think he's a super underrated player. It's coming over, and I think he'll really help the Mets next season. Um, uh, like I've seen his videos before. I've seen his stuff, but man, until I see him do it at the major league level, I just I can't call it a good signing yet because he's just an unknown. I mean, in Japan they use different balls. They use smaller balls, so I'm sure his stuff is going to be. It's gonna have to de- it's gonna decrease a little bit. He's gonna have to adjust to a new culture, new language. It's gonna be a tough transition, especially for the Mets who have World Series aspirations. I he's just an unknown right now. I, but uh, my second favorite move of the off season, I have to say, um, honestly, it's happened early in the off season, but I have to say Teoscar Hernandez for Eric Swanson. The Mariners, the Mariners fleece the Blue Jays. Absolutely. Tate Oscar Hernandez, silver slugger, insane power. Um, that he he doesn't have the best plate discipline. He'll strike out, but man, does he change the power dynamic of that lineup? He is a big bat for a Mariners team that is loaded with good relievers. I mean, you got Andres Munoz throwing 103. You got the sidearm slinger. You got Penn Murphy. You got Matt Brash. Matt Brash is next. Um, who else am I missing? I know I'm missing someone. Did you say Seawald? Uh, yeah, I did say Seawald. I know I'm missing um, someone else. I'm missing one more. Murphy. Um, Murphy, Seawald, Munoz, Matt Brash. I'm missing. I'm missing someone. All right, I'm gonna look at it because it's bothering me. Let me search it. Mariners bullpen. We'll get into the blue. I thought the Blue Jays had a terrible offseason. I completely agree. It was just a bad move, and the other one too that I think you'll say, which was Gurriel and Moreno. Festa, Matt Festa. Yeah, Festa. That's, yeah, there it is. I would have if the Blue Jays didn't. If the Blue Jays kept Hernandez, kept Gurriel, kept Moreno. Um, I'll just say it now. I I would have picked them to win the East. Not anymore. Can't pick them. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about our least favorite moves um soon. But uh, what's your what's your last favorite move of all season? So one more underrated move that I really like is um Avaldi to the Rangers. I love that too. Um, so I think Avaldi is. I mean, doesn't get enough credit as he deserves, especially on the Red Sox. I thought he was absolutely filthy. Um, firing up to 100. That slider is just disgusting. Nasty Nate, that's his nickname, just disgusting. Um, adding him to a rotation with um, DeGrom, who I, I hope he's healthy. It's always bad when DeGrom's healthy when he's injured. It's a waste of talent, a waste of money. But, I mean, I hope he's healthy. I hope he's having a good season because he's untouchable when he's healthy. Him, um, Evaldi can be – There's game, when Evaldi squares up against a team, there's some days where he's, just, he's untouchable. There's some days where he's just that good. And he's just pounding the zone, pounding strike, strike, strike. Oh, uh, you froze a little bit. Can you repeat what you said? Yeah, yeah, my bad. I just said, dude, there's some days where Avaldi's just unhittable, where he's just pounding the zone, strike, 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 and you just can't touch him. And him with DeGrom and um, John Gray. Um, I, I, think the, I, don't, I think the Rangers are going to be a lot more competitive than we've seen from, in a lot of years. I think they're building something there. There's a lot of moves in recent years that I really didn't like the Rangers making. 
especially with Simeon last year, um, and and Gallo and a lot of the other trades. I just thought weren't the smartest, but I think they're building something and through the draft um, with Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter, and they got they got some stuff that they can build on. Yeah, no, I agree. Evaldi, man, I, he's such an underrated pitcher. I know he dealt with some injuries last year, but when healthy, he is a, no, a clear number two in my opinion. Um, his 2021 was amazing. Uh, I, I think he's a good bounce back candidate um, because his home run rates were just completely like different than his career norm. Like he should, his home run rate should decrease just as a result of regression to the mean. And uh, if he if he's healthy now, um, it'd be a bargain signing. I, honestly, he's the second best pitcher in the Rangers, in my opinion, behind the ground. Oh, for we sure. stand number two for a very cheap price. Um, and in Texas, the Texas is going to benefit him too. Yeah, of course. Uh, so my last uh, fa- favorite offseason move, I'm going to be, maybe I'm a little biased here. I'm going to go Rodone to the Yankees. Um, Rodone, over the past few years, ace. If you don't, you tell me he's not an ace, you're just wrong. He is, I think he led the league in F4. He led. The NL and F4 this year for pitchers. He is a complete ace. Um, no doubt about it. His stuff ever since um, 2021 is just completely ticked up. He's throwing harder. He's having pinpoint command. All things he used to struggle with. He's, he's shown that he's, he can stay healthy um, in his 2022 campaign. Obviously, I'm still a little concerned about his health. Because before that, he was literally on the injured list every single year. Even 2021, this was the first year he avoided the injured list, and I'm I'm worried about. Uh, it's a concern. It is a concern, but if he's healthy at that price, absolute bargain, absolute bargain for an ace who you can arguably say is better than Garrett Cole. That's exactly what I was gonna say. I was gonna ask you if you thought he was better than Garrett Cole. First of all, shout out the core velocity belt. I know that really helped him. Can Velo velocity core velocity belt got him right. Um, uh, yeah, I mean he's a he's a dominant pitch. He's a strikeout beast. He's um, you riding that forcing fastball up in the zone. I love to see it. That slider off of it. Um, it's a great arsenal, great pitch mix. Um, I think I mean it played really well in the yeah. NL West, which is a tough division. It's I think he'll play just as well in the AL East, especially with the balanced schedule this year. It won't yeah. even matter as much. Um, which we'll we'll talk about yeah. this, this um, difference scout um, yeah. balance schedule and all the rule changes here, but we'll get to that eventually. Um, but. Yeah, Rodon is filthy left-handed arm, good to have, along with Nestor in the Yankee rotation. And I think there there'll be days Cole's dominant, but there's days where just Cole doesn't have it. And he's not ace-like and he's giving up bombs. Cole gives up way too many home runs. Or, or he's still an up. ace. He's still an ace. But man, nowadays, teams all you have to do, like, it's hard to string hits consecutive hits against elite pitchers. The only way to beat them is the home run. And Garrett Cole is just so vulnerable to that. Like he can go six innings, two hits, one walk, but those two base runners, he give up, he let them he let them home via home run, and it's just like annoying because I know if the home runs go down, he's a clear sign winner every year, and it's but frustrating now, to watch sometimes. Now with Rodon, you can look at that Yankee rotation. You can look at Cole Rodon, Severino. I think is going to have a bounce. Is going to hopefully stay healthy this year. I think he's yeah. Really- and Nestor, and then whoever's, if Montas is healthy, or Clark Schmidt, even, yep. I think it's mid-year. Totally agree. I don't like to make Ramon, but those four, especially, um, that's a dominant four. If they stay healthy, that is a... It is a dominant four. Baseball. It can easily fall apart, though. Nah, there's a lot of health questions in that rotation mark, especially Rodon and Severino, in my opinion, so... Yeah, for sure. Um. So, yeah, what do we... Should, we... Should we move on to our breakout players? Three breakout players? Breakout players. Okay, you can go first. All right, so my first breakout player is um is going to be um a guy who we saw in the World Series. I thought played really well in the World Series, and it's Alec Baum. Um, and it's a guy who um last year we we're looking at his um his woba and ex woba. I look looking at the difference between the two, and he's a guy that really maybe you call it unlucky or didn't hit as well as his expected stats. So really roomed for improvement there. Um, he's a high batting average guy, which I always like. I like guys that hit for high average that can get on base. 
Um, and so at the beginning of the year, we were having a lot of problems. We remember he got booed in Philly with the three-error game. Like, and then he said, like, oh, I don't want to be here. But then he corrected that. And since then, he totally changed who he was, cleaned up the defense. In the World Series, I was so impressed watching him defensively. I thought he was the best defensive player on the field during the World Series. Had a just stellar defensive World Series. Um, one thing, he needs, he needs to walk more. He needs to get on base a little more. But he's a guy that can hit for power. You look at his swing, really good swing. Guy can definitely step up and have a huge breakout year um, next season. I'm just going to say right now, Alec Bowe is trash. He is garbage. He is... No, no. Have you seen... So, so he, is so, he is such a bad defender that whatever he, he does offensively, he, it's just going to be negated by his terrible defense. Year, did you see how improved he was defensively? He's, he's cleaning it up. Ooh, Mr. Um, what, negative 19 DRS? Mr. Negative 15 OAA? Like year, he cleaned it up. Mr. 105 OPS Plus? He's, I'm telling you, watch, watch what he's doing. Philly's, Philly's getting better year after year. He's, he's manned down third base. He's going to be fine. It's his job. He's going to hit for power. He's going to hit for average. And he's going to, be, he's going to break out next year and have a great year. All right. For the, do you think he gets a war over two next year? 100%. No, no doubt in my mind. Oh, my God. I would bet you so much money that he does not. Let's do it. I, I Let's bet do you. it? Sure, sure. All right. We'll bet 20 bucks. Bet. Alec Baum gets a Alec Baum was going to have a war over Which two. Stat? Which baseball reference war or fangrass war? Which one? Everyone, everyone, he's getting under two. He's getting under two. He is a hundred OPS, a league average hitter, a hundred WRC plus or OPS plus hitter. Minus add it with this terrible defense, it's gonna be like a zero point five war player. He's terrible. Break out my ass. (laughs) All right. So my first breakout. First base in the Royals, Vinny Pasquantino. Oh my God, he's gonna be. He's. I would say he's already top ten first baseman. But man, his contact rate and his power combo. He's gonna. Honestly, if he has a year, the rookie he had, um, and just puts it over full season, that's a, that's an amazing player right there. I would honestly put his player comp at Freddie Freeman because he has the contact ability. He doesn't strike out much, and he has the same power production that a normal first baseman slugger would have. And he's also a solid defender. He's not, he's not a gold glover, but he's not going to cost you runs back there. I mean, Vinny so. P was looking good, I got to say. He, he did look good. Yeah, he looked amazing. He, he started off slow, but I mean, I remember looking at over the summer, all of his underlying metrics were just so high. It was just matter of time before he before the balls just you know start finding the right place and it did it did he's end the season on a tear absolute tear okay so i'll go to my second player i'm gonna go to another royal and i'm gonna go to mj melendez a super utility guy he's listed as a catcher on um on savant he's not a catcher by the way he's not he's a terrible catcher he he can play Fine, but he has the ability to catch, which I like. Ability. <laughs> He's super he utility. Know. What happened? I'll call him a super utility player. He he plays okay. basically any position. Um, his he shows signs for improvement. Last year's Woba was three ten, ex Woba three thirty two. Um, I know he doesn't hit for high average, but he has a really good walk rate. He gets on base. He's a young player. He struggled on the off speed, which is typical of rookies, typical of young players. A lot of the times they're, they're going to struggle off speed. They're going to only look fastball. Look for him to adjust. Look for him to get off season coaching. He's going to adjust. He's going to get better hitting off pitches, better hitting breaking balls. He's going, to, he's going to break out. He's going to have a really good year, trust me. And also, defensively, strongest arm from left field. Um, this guy can absolutely sling it. Come, babe, from left field. Jesus. And um, trust me, MJ is going to break out. The Royals have a couple of good pieces to build around. Um, so my opinion on NJ Melendez, offensively, I love his upside. I remember 2021, he led the minor league uh, in home runs as a catcher. Um, I just have questions about his like future, like his future defensive position, because he's clearly not a catcher. Sure. Do you stick him in left or right? I mean, his metrics weren't so good um, at right field last year. 
I just wonder if that's it's gonna affect his overall value, but I love his bat. I mean he has a very good bat. I wonder wonder if he's gonna um have enough discipline to truly be an elite bat, but I mean the power's there, the power potential's there. I love his swing too, it's so fluid. But I just have it's about his defensive abilities long term. But I do like him as a breakout player, but just for his bat, not his not as a player as a whole. I mean, he can sling it from left field, just saying. 93.5 led the league in and um throwing velocity from, from last year. Yeah. Yeah, I just won there because he's been a catcher his whole life. Improved behind the plate. I know he's a bad catcher. Fine. Stick him at first base, stick him in DH, left, right, wherever. Can he pass Quintino's first base? That's true, actually. Yeah. But but give him a um solid position. Let him grow there. He can be he can be a player for the I mean the Royals suck. Let him man a position. He's one of their best players. Let him own it. That's what I say. Second breakout player is on the Brewers, Aaron Ashby. He has some of the nasty stuff in the league. He hasn't put it together let um he hasn't put it together yet. Um he, he still has command issues. He still walks a little too many batters, but man, the swing and miss stuff is absolutely there. Um just watch his pitching ninja videos. He it's off the charts, his breaking ball off the charts. He throws mid nineties. Um, he does have health concerns. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he struggles this year. I don't know if the Brewers are gonna move into the bullpen, or I think he'll just be a dominant closer. I am worried about the fact, but they give him a full season to be a starter. Give him a chance, man. I think we're looking at someone that could be an absolute ace. Like a, he can go on the Corbin Burns track, hundred percent. But if not, he can. He can even settle in as like a John Gray pitcher, someone who has elite stuff but doesn't seem to always doesn't seem like he should be. He's not producing the numbers they should be producing with the stuff he has. But man, I think he's gonna be a solid pitcher this year with up, upside for um so much more. And I think it's gonna make. I think he's gonna be the reason why um the Brewers could potentially trade either Woodruff or Burns because he steps up and becomes. Um, like a number two behind either Woodruff or Burns. It's a good point. I think they could even trade Ashby potentially. Um, I think I, I agree with what you said. I, I, I like his profile as a pitcher. I like left side what he's doing. Um, and the fastball profile of it, velo, spin rate. I like. Wait, actually, he doesn't. Is he his high spin rate guy? I actually don't. I don't think he That's is. That's a good question. I'm not entirely uh, sure. I think he is, but um, I remember looking. At, I don't think he is a high spin rate guy, but I still, I mean, watching him, he kind of looks like he would be, but I guess he's not. But um, I do like how the fastball, the spin. I like how he's he's looking. Last year he did look good. I always he was there were the times where he looked. He was getting a lot of K's. Pitchers that have high K rates, I always like ability to get out of a jam. Um, yeah, he's not he's not a high spin rate guy. But I mean that's that's actually what I'm gonna talk about next since guys. I you like pitcher's high spin rate basically adds Vila without adding Vila in a yeah. sense. Um so a couple guys I wanna specifically I wanna mention Justin Steele. Um Justin Steele. Does he have a high spin rate? Um, he does. He was actually he was one of the highest in the league for starting really? this year. Um his twenty four eighty nine fastball RPM. Um wow, keeping hitters I was looking at him last year, um, FanDuel over under K-Prop, always hammering Justin Steele. You dicing guys up with that fastball slider. Um, yeah, and he doesn't throw hard either. It's funny. I like guys that throw hard. I like guys that can get the ball by you. But Justin Steele is one of the rare examples that I can point to along with Nestor, honestly. But even Justin Steele last year, 90 to 91, occasionally 92 on that fastball. Really? Riding, out, riding it up and out at, 20, at 24 to 2500 RPM. Right, working that slider off of it. He was caning guys like crazy at the end of last year. Look for him to continue the same this year. Definitely a breakout pitcher to watch this year. One of my that's why I think the Cubs can be competitive. That pitching will be good enough. I think Steele's gonna be right there with him. And this is not a breakout guy, just to mention the theme of um uh high spin rate. Look at the other dominant pitchers in the league, Glass now, Cole, 
guys that really ride that fastball up, they they can really work with that and then have that profile of the off speed, the curveball slider, whatever it is, working off of that. And I really like pitchers that do that. Um, and notably, one other, I don't know if you're going to say this, I'm not stealing this from you, but Lodello, Nick Lodello is another guy like Steele. Mm. Probably even better. He can really run it up 97 or higher. I would put Lodolo over Steele as oh, of sure. now. For sure. Yeah. Way higher ceiling. I'm just saying, Steele's kind yeah. of a breakout. Lodolo kind of known. But I really, Lodolo is going to be one of the best, one of the best pitchers in the league, I think, to come. Super, uh, the slider is ridiculous. Spin rate on that's crazy too. Fastball's riding up there even, and has the velo to back it up. Um, and he was caning guys like crazy too last year. If your sports betting K prop with Lodello and Steele was is insane. Lodello is a high K guy. He's gonna get you out of jams. He's gonna be an ace. Yeah, Lodello. He just both of them just have command concerns, but that's with every young pitcher. Oh yeah, um, Lodello and Steele. They both have command issues a little bit, but like I said, that's the case with a lot of young pitchers. Um, I'm pretty sure Lodello led the league, um, and hit by pitches, hit batters last year. Um, steel walks 3.8 uh, per nine, a little on the higher side, but I mean, if you're producing numbers like he did last year at 3.8 walks per nine, it's it's passable. But if he gets that even below 3.5, he should he'll be a very good pitcher. And like you said, the Cubs, yeah, they could they're a sleeper sleeper bounce back team. They have a really good rotation, and not really good, but just solid rotation. Who is it like Sherman, Tyone? Steel, Wesneski. Wesneski is good too. I really like him too. Who's the fifth? Oh, Hendricks. Wesneski's Hendricks. not a spin rate guy, by the way, but I still no, like bro, him. No, but his slider moves like crazy. Yes. And um, yeah, uh, Kyle Hendricks. Kyle Hendricks, or is it um, is it the other guy? Is it um, who would the other guy be? No way, and I didn't speak Kyle Hendricks. I think that's the fly they're gonna roll with. I'm not a big Kyle Hendricks fan, by the way. I really don't like him, but. Uh yeah, I think he's a little bit washed now, but like he'll 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 be a fine number five. Uh, so my last breakout pick, I'm gonna go with uh Reed Detmers. Um, first half of the year, he had the no hitter. He threw immaculate inning. Actually, no, he did not throw immaculate. He just threw a no hitter. Um, first half of the year, but man, he was just awful. Besides that one star. Um, he he walked over like four batters per nine. He didn't strike out anyone at all. He struck out like six um, people uh, per nine. He was just his ERA was like solid. It was like high threes, but man, he was getting so lucky with his because his peripherals were just so high for his half, and it was just the Angels knew that he was just about to get blown up soon in the stars. So they sent him down to AAA, gave him a couple starts there. And the moment he came back up, he made um, a repertoire change. I think he started throwing his... Um, he, he, he threw his curveball, I think, harder uh, with more bite. I think that's what the change was. But man, ever since he got called back up from AAA, ace. He pitched like an ace. He walked like two, two people per nine, struck out over nine people per nine. He had the numbers to back it up. And if you look at his overall season numbers, they're pretty good. But a lot of it came from his second half success and repertoire change, and I think I think he'll step up as the number two this year for Angels behind Otani. I think he's better than Sandoval. I think um, one half one half of adjustments is a large enough sample size, and just the improvements he made. I think he's for real. I think I was him as number two behind Sandoval to be honest, but that's not going to happen. Sandoval's going to be number two next year, but. I think at the end of the year, we're going to be talking about um, Detmers as number two and someone on um, the Angels uh, should build around in case Otani leaves um, in free agency. Well, yeah, the Angels are going to need him. Just that the Angels wasting Mike Trout and Otani's careers without yeah. pitching because they never can get pitching, and they're going to need Detmers to step up. Um, I'm not as big on Detmers as you are. I don't like him as much. I don't think he profiles really as... He reminds me of John Means. I don't... I like John Means, but... They, they're t- those lefties that don't throw particularly hard. They're that I think he works with the changeup um, and curveball. Um, they can kind of profile leaving that fastball over the middle get absolutely crushed. Um, Detmers, I think he profiles a little better. At, I mean, means is a little more proven, but Detmers has a higher ceiling. I would say maybe 
but I just don't see it happening. I don't love on the Angels particularly in that NL West. Um, just I don't I don't love it. I I think he might get just obliterated. I know he has good strikeout stuff. I know he can he has the potential to really be good. I just I don't see it personally. Um, Those are all fair arguments. Let me just mention a couple other guys. I want to mention Brian De La Cruz, especially because the Marlins have been in a lot of news lately with the um, Miguel Rojas trade, but then even more so the Arise trade. And I, the Marlins are not going to be competitive this year, but I think they, and I, some of the moves are confusing. I don't understand all of them, but I think they're going to be building something. The pitching for the Marlins will always make them competitive. The pitching will keep them in games. It's really dominant. But I think with increased opportunity, Brian De La Cruz is going to be able to. Um, he, he, I think he will be able to um, get some increased playing time and increased numbers. Um, so I'm looking at the difference in WOBA and ex-WOBA, which at times can tell a breakout player, can tell luck, as we said. And so number one is actually Ryan Mountcastle, and that's mainly just because of Oriole Park. That's not going to change. He's going to continue to get unlucky next year. But number four was actually Brian De La Cruz, who um, had negative 0.042 difference in the Woba to Woba. And I'm not really entirely sure why that is, but I know that I was looking at his numbers and he has great, he hits the ball extremely hard. He's in the top percentiles, hitting the ball hard, barrels. So he profiles as a guy to really break out, as a guy to really um, get into a groove with the Marlins, hitting in a prime role. They need the power. They have no power hitting, so he's going to have to take on that role. Maybe his average dips. Maybe he's not getting on base as much, which is a, a problem in his game. He doesn't walk enough. He's bad on base. Maybe he walks Yeah, he doesn't walk enough. A little more selective. Gets a little more walks. But really hit the ball hard. He hits the ball hard enough. He can get some power out of himself. Um, Arise setting him up in front. I do really like Arise. I know it was kind of a weird trade. I, I'm, I still like Arise, though. I think the Marlins could work around them, too. I think that De La Cruz can really... Figure it out. Also, terrific arm strength on the outfield, uh, but not the best route runner. Um, yeah, um, I agree. Uh, Brian De La Cruz really reminds me of Teoscar Hernandez. Um, if you look at their first like two seasons, um, it's kind of similar. Big power potential, low play discipline. Um, I think it's a ceiling. I think Brian De La Cruz is ceiling is Teoscar Hernandez, and that's completely fine. I think yeah, that's, Teoscar, uh, I like Teoscar Hernandez. I think. As a Oriole fan and uh, watching games, Yankee, Blue Jays, wherever, Tasker Hernandez scares me as a hitter. I'm always yeah. scared of the, when, I, when he's hitting. And if you're if you're comparing yourself to Tasker Hernandez, that's perfectly fine. I think Brian Dela Cruz can fit in there well. I like that pick. I really do. I like Brian Dela Cruz. Um, okay, what's the next? Do you want to um, start with um, some prospects you like, or do something else? Uh, we could start our um top three favorite prospects, and then we just call it a show. You bet. Call an episode. Right. I think we. I think how many minutes are we at? Do you know? I don't see. I can't see it. I think it's been. I think it's been. Uh, we we've, we've covered a lot. All right. Okay. Um, first prospect. Uh, he's a top ten prospect from the Marlins pitching factory. Yuri Perez, oh my god, I think he's going to be the next, I think his, his comp is the Marlins ace right now, Sandy Alcantara, just the build he has, he's six. He's 6'10", I think, I want to double check that, he's 6'10". You know his velo? I don't actually know his profile. His velo no. is Sandy Alcantara's velo. Oh, he's 6'8", 220, like a string bean, um... String bean slinger. He throws mid 90. No, not even mid 90s. High 90s fastball. Hard breaking ball. Good changeup. He's my favorite prospect. He's my top pitching pro. Actually, no. He's not my top pitching prospect, but he's, he's one of my favorite prospects. Um, he's 6'8. And usually, when you, um, when there's tall, when you have a tall pitcher, it's easier for them to struggle with command because. I mean, you're a pitcher. What would you say about tall pitchers? It's hard to command the ball, right? It's like longer, longer stride. I haven't seen him. I'm sure he's releasing way out in front, using his size to his advantage. Um, and when you're taller, you're going to be closer on plate when you release the ball. It's going to make it harder on the hitter, and especially when he's already throwing 100 
That ball's yeah. going to get on him quick. That's going to be it's going to be tough to pick up, tough to see, especially if you, I don't know. I think he's probably coming from way up here. That's a tough angle to pick up. So I mean, that's a great it's a great prospect to pick he's up. He's in he has incredible command for someone his size. He's so polished. He made it to double A as a 19-year-old. As a pitcher, that is um if you're if you made it to double A as a 19-year-old pitcher, that is an incredible accomplishment. And in Alcantara, in, he's gonna he's gonna be in the majors next year, hundred percent. He's gonna be in the majors next year, hundred percent, unless they manipulate service time. I don't know. I see him. I see him coming up in like July. Him and Alcantara are gonna be one of the best duos in the league in the next couple of years. It's gonna and, be and crazy. Another, Keep an eye on Yuri Perez. That's a good answer, Albert. And and we can talk about this in another show. But the Marlins have such. We can talk about the Marlins. I I love Marlins pitching. The Marlins pitching is just ridiculously good. They, I know they just traded um Pablo Lopez, and we can get into that another another time. But I think they should continue to trade pitching. They need more offensive support. If they have all these pitchers, Luzardo, I think should go. They can get a lot for him. Um, and even um, now I'm forgetting his name, but the uh, Taylor Taylor Rogers, right? Yeah, they could get yeah. something for him too. Um, and I think, yeah, they have a lot of pitching, a lot of pitching, not like not to spare, like they they need the pitching, but they need offensive support, and they can get a lot for those pitchers who are dominant, dominant pitching. Um, so yeah, that's a good pick. Um, so my number one prospect, not my number one, but again, my favorite, like unheralded prospect who's getting more attention is let's go, baby, Jordan Westberg. Um, on the Orioles, he's in AAA. I think he'll make his debut, possibly opening day, but probably not. Probably around June. Um, he's a shortstop, second baseman, um, and he just hits the ball. He's he's hitting the ball like crazy. 18 homers last season in AAA. High walk rate, gets on base, 129 with um, RC plus, WRC plus. Um, hits for average. Plays defensive shortstop well. Um, the Orioles can. Use an upgrade there. I know I love Jorge Mateo, but with um, Gunnar Henderson, with uh, Jackson Holiday coming probably two years, Jordan Westbrook's a great filler there or potentially a really good trade prospect um, to get the much-needed pitching the Orioles need. And so I think you should be looking out for Jordan Westbrook's name. Um, potentially, I think he has the upside of a Whit Merrifield when he was on his game. Uh, I would say with more power. With more, yeah, Westbrook, with more power. Um, but so, someone like that, someone that profiles like that, um, and I think he could be potentially a batting champion, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. I mean, looking at stats, I'm not so sure, but he'll be a solid player. He'll be a very solid player. I'm thinking Wood Merrifield is actually a really good comp with more power. He's just not an all... I don't know if he'll be an all-star, but he'll be a very... Every, he'll be an everyday player. Which is sometimes all you need. You don't need superstars all the time. Regular play, you just need good everyday regular players, especially when you're a team like the Oreos, who are still, I would say, rebuilding a little bit. They're still, they're still rebuilding. The end of the rebuild. Try. I think they're. I think the window is. It should be open after last season. They need to get the pitching. I don't think the windows can be open yet. I think windows twenty three. Things to be slight regression this year for the for the O's, but we'll talk about that in our record predictions uh, video. Um, my second favorite prospect from the Rays pitching factory, um, top 50 prospect, Todd Bradley, top pitching prospect in the Rays organization. Oh, man, this guy, he reminds me. Actually, I was going to say Yuri Perez, but I, he doesn't throw as hard. But they're, they're both big pitchers who have amazing command, strikeout stuff. And he, he just gives me so much confidence because he's on the Rays. Like, I know they're going to make him into some beast, like they do with a million other pitchers. And, but he also just has incredible stuff that can rival McClanahan, the Glasnows. And I expect to see him up as well. I think the Rays are going to be making their you know, wild card push like they always do. They're going to need more pitching. And he's going to be better than any deadline acquisition, acquisition that they can make. And if they make the playoffs, uh, I expect him to be in the playoff rotation. I, like, I'm going to say right now, I think he's going to be in majors, in majors next year. He's going to have a big impact. And, man, the Rays. Mcclanahan, Glasnow. We, forgot, we forget about Boston sometimes. 
Boz was hurt last year. He's incredible stuff. Humble on Shane Boz. He's thrown glass. is my favorite pitcher in the league, personally. Not like probably not the best, but he's my favorite. He's absolutely dynamic. McClanahan is unbelievable. Boz, I think, is is the real deal. Um, and don't forget Luis Patino. He he's the real deal too. Yeah, yeah Luis Patino. And so Rasmussen. Rasmussen is really good too. Yeah, Rasmussen. Oh my god. So the Wait, and Eflin. Eflin is their largest free agent Eflin. signing. And they signed Eflin. Ever. Largest signing. And they're going to turn him into some good pitcher. Um, and now they have an amazing uh, rotation. What's his name again? I'm sorry. Uh, Taj Bradley. Taj Bradley. Uh, Taj uh, Bradley. So that I mean the the Rays so and Marlins. Incredible. Just so. So rich in talent. Um, yeah, the Ray, the Rays are ridiculous with the pitching. I just can't understand. But my, and I'm actually going to go to another pitcher. I'm going to go to another Ailey's pitcher. I'm going to go to Ricky Teedman on the Blue Jays. Double A left hander, six four two twenty. My comp is going to be Chris Sale because he throws like him. If you've ever seen a pitch, he's kind of from the side, winding over, um, coming not really finishing down, finishing to the side. He grades out as a sixty grade fastball, which is decently high for a, a scouting grade. Um, around 97 on the VLO. Um, has that wipeout slider changeup. If, you, if you've seen him pitch, just filthy. He, he's dotting the outside corner with that fastball. That slider has that Chris Sale like kind of um, profile to it where it's coming down into that right-handed hitter's foot. Um, he, just, he looks like the real deal. His mechanics look repeatable, even though I don't love the Chris Sale mechanics for health reasons. Yeah, um, I but agree. If you, if you're gonna take you take Chris Sale any day in terms of what he's already given you, so and if he's like that, Blue Jays are gonna be happy with that. So that's what I got on Ricky Teedman. Um, so my last uh, favorite prospect, uh, he hasn't he he made his major league debut. Uh, he made his major league debut last year, but he's still a rookie. Um, uh, I would still consider him a prospect. Um. He started last year with the um, with the Padres, got traded to the Brewers um, in a Taylor Rogers deal. Sent Josh Hader to Milwaukee, and now he got traded from the Brewers to the A's, um, so the Brewers can get William Contreras from the Braves. A three-way trade that sent Sean Murphy to the at, from the A's to the uh, Braves. He's not in the top 100 list. It's S3 Ruiz. I don't know if you heard of him. Have you heard of him? I, I've heard of him, but I don't, I don't even know. Um, okay, well, this guy, I want to double double check. Last year in the minors, he stole, I want to say, 80 bases. He stole 85 bases. And he has 80 grade speed. He's an elite um, center fielder. His hit tool is left to be desire. I think if he could be even a league average bat, It'll be a success. Like he'll be an amazing. He'll be a very good player with his defense and speed. Um, eighty-five stolen bases. Um, take into account the fact that bases are larger now. Whenever he gets on base, and he gets he he has on base skills. He can he's a slap as you know. Remember Blake Snell called prospect a slap dig hitter. Yeah. Yeah, he is a slap dig hitter. I don't think he'll walk much, but I think he can definitely hit for average. Um, he'll have like he'll. He'll have a low OPB every year, but man, I just want to see a throwback player, someone that just causes so much havoc on the bases, which I think he absolutely can, and he's going to get so much playing time next year, playing for the A's. They're a dumpster organization. That's my, he's one of my favorite prospects. I just, I'm in love with the speed hit combo, and I'm just envisioning him being like um, what Billy Hamilton could never be. A good, that's a really good prospect. That's an exciting prospect. The A's should be excited about that. Stone base, yeah. I don't know if they got fleeced on the Sean Murphy deal, by the way, but I like what they got. But they should have gotten way more for the catcher and Sean Murphy, yeah. Sean Murphy's a really good player, and I really good, really good. Um, and stone bases will be up the larger bases. Um, he could, he the with with full playing time, he he could, he is a 60 plus stolen base guy. 100%. 100%. If he gets on base enough, which is his main question, he will be a 60 base stolen guy. Uh, 60, yeah. 60 stolen base guy. You know, I don't know if MLB's ever going to put in... They, I know it was in some, maybe minor leagues, maybe affiliated league, the, the three pickoff minimum maximum rule. 
which I hate because I think you have to control the Yeah, I hate it too. Uh, but if they end up doing that, which I would hate, only Stormbase will only go up again. So that only plays into um, that his um, ability to steal bases, what he is as a player, and other players like that. So that's even better. Um, and one more guy I want to point out is a guy that um, will be at the major league level this season on opening day. Catcher, who is I think catcher's the most important position. You need you need to have a solid catcher for the pitching staff, but also offensively. Offensive catcher is so important in the game. Logan O'Hope, Ohape. Um, I don't even know how to pronounce it. I'm sorry. Ohop. Ohop. Oh, uh, 6'2", 220-pound, right-handed hitter. Catcher, 20-plus homer potential is what the scouting report says. And for a catcher, that's huge. At AAA, he's, he, um, he lowered his K rate to only 17%, which is perfectly fine. He's got a fast pop time. He's a great defender. And he comes out of the Dan Palumbo system out Long Island, straight out of high school, drafted in the 23rd round to the Phillies, and has already improved so much, already in the major league level, already a top 100 prospect. This dude is the real deal. I hope um, the Angels can really take advantage because it's another player to really build around. And I don't think they will, but I hope they can finally make the playoffs for Trout and Otani. But it's a yeah. good player to have in that, on that team. I agree. Logan O'Hav took a major step last year. Uh, he he broke out in 2021, took another leave in 2022. Um, I think Angels fleeced it, really, to be honest. I don't think Brandon Marsh is that good. It was just, it was, it was a great trade by the Angels. He's, he should hopefully be their starting catcher next year. What? Brandon Marsh sucks. It's a terrible trade. I know. Yeah, I mean, Max Dassey, I still think he's a solid catcher. I think him and Oha, they're going to be a good catching tandem next year. And I'm looking forward to see what he does. He had a really good minor league season, Oha. Back-to-back years. Um, so, I mean, there's a ton of other prospects we can point out. We weren't really, there was a couple hundred top hundred guys, but we weren't really looking at top yeah, guys. We didn't want to look at, like, everyone was like, oh, Francisco Alvarez is going to be good, or Wolfie's going to be good. And, like, oh, I mean, those guys, we'll see. I mean, of course, those guys, we're looking at other players. And there'll be even players, even further down teams, top 30 list that we could point to. And we could do that another time. I feel like Wesneski is a good prospect, obviously. Was Hayden Wesneski? Oh, yeah, for sure. Cubs? I, I yeah, you know. That we can talk about Brian Cashman and the Yankees another time, but I thought Cashman had was terrible last season. That trade for Efros is just a joke to me. Was Nucky's legit? Um, Slider's legit. Efros yeah. is just, just Efros is a joke to me. I just can't understand. Um, but I mean, yeah, this is kind of what it's going to be like. We'll, we'll go over other stuff. We're going to try to, I mean, there's so many things to talk yeah, about. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so that's what we got on, on Humbabe today. Yep. We got a lot of topics covered. We'll have more in the future. We don't want to, you know, overdo it for this episode. It's just a nice little uh, warm up, warm up first episode. You know, get the ball rolling. The ball rolling, baby. That's get the arm, good. get the arm warmed up. You know what I mean? For sure. Sounds for good. Sure. Yep.